Cardinals are struggling out in San Francisco, but let's find out what's happening with the minor leagues. Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com is always our guest weekly on Scoops with DannyMac.com as we come to you from the Lou Fuse Automotive Studios. Hey, Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dan, and it's always fun to come and talk about the Cardinals minor leaguers. Well, if you're doing great, the Cardinals are not. Let's start with the Major League Club. What are you seeing right now from the St. Louis Cardinals? Well, as we've talked about multiple times, Dan, you know, the pitching just isn't where it needs to be. You know, you've got some veterans leading the rotation and uh, starting with Miles Michaelis that, you know, aren't really pitching up to snuff. And uh, the offense has been inconsistent. And, you know, we saw, of course, a roster move uh, yesterday that, there's a little bit of a head-scratcher that, uh, you know, the Cardinals feel that Jordan Walker needs some more work down the minor leagues. What was your take on seeing Walker go to the minors and then Motter, the one that uh, is re-signed and then brought back up? Yeah, the article I wrote last night was, uh, you know, which is more surprising, Walker being set down or Motter returning? You know, I, I Jordan Walker's numbers aren't what are expected of him. But then again, we're talking about a young man with 20 major league games under his belt and his first 12 games, uh, he had a hitting streak, the longest hitting streak to start a career in Cardinals team history. Last eight games, you know, batted under 200, but that's, you know, eight games isn't much, but you know, he sat for a couple games and if it, you know, looks like that Walker's going to, you know, be on the bench, then yeah, he's better off in triple A playing every day. And, you know, I guess they need to figure out, you know, what they've got and the guys that they have. But, you know, you look at the numbers and Dylan Carlson would be the guy that, you know, normally you'd say needed to be sent down and get more work. But um, I think more surprising to me was that Taylor Motter returned because, you know, as of Sunday, he was outrighted and the Cardinals were basically saying, hey, you know, we'll, we'll let him go if another organization picks him up. And then all of a sudden, you know, come Wednesday, not only is he back, uh, he's back with a major league contract and, you know, back on the bench. And, you know, he said OPS in the 600s, you know, he's certainly not going to be uh, uh, an impact player on the team. And with Paul DeYoung back, you know, why do you need another infielder? So, you know, it's a little bit of a head scratcher, but, um, you know, Jordan Walker will certainly go to AAA Memphis with the right attitude. And assuming he plays like he's capable, you know, he'll fight his way back up, uh, you know, before too long. I guess the the one that makes it kind of curious is that, to your your point, you know, Mater gets brought up, but maybe why not a Juan Yepes, somebody like that to just give a spark, a different look, somebody that's been in the major leagues and someone that is not an infielder. Like you said, you're covered with Donovan, Edmund, DeYoung. Obviously, you have the cornerstones at third and first, so that's what made the move for me just a little curious. Yeah, and uh, you know, Juan Yepes, bless his heart, hit a three-run home run last night. So you know, he made he's going to make a statement with his bat, like, hey, you know, why am I still here? Um, and but you know, part of the other logic that the Cardinals gave to explain the change is that they want to see the guys um, that are there in the outfield play, and you know, they don't want to bring up another outfielder, I guess, to compete for at bats uh, with the four incumbents. And of course, I'm talking about. Uh, Burleson and Newt Barr, uh, O'Neill and Carlson. It's interesting. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there's been a promotion, and that was Michael McGreevy. Let's uh, talk a little bit about one of the top picks from uh, the Cardinals draft. So Michael McGreevy has been promoted. Yeah, the Michael McGreevy and Gordon Graceffo were, you know, two of the standouts from the the 2020 draft. Got the opportunity to to pitch. Excuse me, 2021 draft, and and uh, got the opportunity to pitch. Uh, started last year at high A, moved up to double A Springfield, spent most of the season there. Uh, this spring, they were both in a position, McGreevy and Graceffo, to compete for uh, a spot with AAA Memphis. Um, and the reality is Graceffo pitched better. McGreevy didn't have a, a great camp with St. Louis, so they sent him down back, excuse me, not down, but sent him back to double A to start the year. And he had three very, very strong starts for Springfield. And, you know, Memphis has had some uh, pitching injuries. Uh, certainly uh, Dakota Hudson going on the injured list. 
as well as Tommy Parsons. So that created an opportunity for them to bring McGreevy up. And last night he had a quality start in his first outing uh, in AAA on the road, three runs on five hits uh, in six innings. And so did a, did a real nice job. And McGreevy and Graceffo are two guys that probably aren't going to be in the picture with St. Louis in 2023, but this is an important year for them to gain AAA experience so that next spring when the Cardinals, you know, apparently will have some rotation openings, uh, those guys can, you know, be in the scrum and, and maybe, uh, you know, make their major league starting debuts. You mentioned injuries to Tommy Parsons and Dakota Hudson for fans that don't know what's, uh, what's happened with those two. Well, uh, I don't really know the nature of Parsons injury or Hudson's injury for that matter. Uh, but they're both on the seven day injured list at triple a Memphis. And of course, you know, Hudson would like to be in a position where he can earn his way back up, but it hasn't been effective, so you wonder if it was some kind of nagging injury that may have been, you know, limiting limiting his effectiveness. Right now, Matthew Libertor is the guy in the AAA rotation who's pitched best and would seem to be the next man up. But of course, we all know that uh, that Adam Wainwright's now made two starts, going to make one more. It looks like in the minor leagues, and so he'll come back to the rotation, and that will then leave a, a question with what to do with Jake Woodford. We saw Paul DeYoung get called up this past week, and in the minors, he had had a couple of big games, and so far, so good here at the major league level. What did you see, though, at the minors that maybe is the adjustment that he's made? Well, you know, and, and some folks are weary of hearing Paul DeYoung make adjustments because it's been some bad years for him, and it's sort of following the, you know, the Matt Carpenter parallel. But uh, Paul DeYoung worked on reducing his leg kick. He felt that that got his head moving and, and caused him to be uh, less stable at the plate. And that approach seems to be working for him. He, uh, he was hot with Memphis, had a 900 OPS. Of course, we know his defense at shortstop is very, very strong. And, you know, it's important that the Cardinals have a reserve shortstop ready to go. Mason Wynn has shown he needs, you know, he's going to need the time in AAA, not a surprise. But if, you know, God help us, something happens to Tommy Edmond, you know, you need Paul DeYoung on this team. So, you know, the folks who say, well, you know, he's got this big contract and now he's playing well, they should trade him. I really think that would be short-sighted on the Cardinals' part. His, he, you know, DeYoung's a sunk cost. And if he can contribute offensively, we know his glove will be of value to them sometime through this, this six-month season. Nolan Gorman, you saw him a bunch in the minor leagues, off to a really good start here at the major leagues. What was the adjustment you think that he had to make jumping from the minors to Major League Baseball? Well, it's really kind of ironic because one of the things that we heard about uh, spoken yesterday about Jordan Walker was, hey, you know, he needs to uh, he needs to improve his launch angle. Well, Nolan Gorman apparently did just the opposite. He flattened his swing and cut his launch angle because he was having trouble, as we saw in games last year, with the high fastballs. And, and opposing pitchers figured that they could, you know, learned that they could shut him down with the high heat. Uh, to the point where Nolan Gordon, you know, was sent down. I don't know if folks remember, was sent down to AAA in September and really, you know, wasn't a factor down the stretch for the Cardinals. And, you know, that was such a contrast to, I think he did like 16 home runs in the first six weeks of the minor league year last year. So, no, so Nolan Gorman, you know, has figured out his swing. He's figured out how to cover that major exposure uh, in his swing. And he's, you know, becoming a middle-of-the-order bat for the Cardinals right now, which is kind of what folks expected to see. But, again, you know, expecting a, a 20 – he was 22 last year. He's 23 now. A 22-year-old to step into the major leagues and, you know, play at an all-star level the first year just isn't realistic. There's a lot of adjustments for these young men to have to make. I want to go back to Jordan Walker just for a moment. Here's a young man that has never played a AAA, and I, I, I think I'm right about that. I couldn't remember if he made a an appearance or nope. two by the end of last year. So all of a sudden you get a kid that is 20 years old at AAA, even in that perspective is still very, very impressive. 
you know, it's impressive just to make it to the major leagues, but even being 20 at AAA, that's still pretty impressive. Absolutely, it is. And again, you know, if Jordan Walker and you know, you know everybody who knows him knows that he'll go to AAA with the right attitude and work on the things the Cardinals want to do. And he might have a period of adjustment, but before too long, I think we're going to see Jordan Walker play very, very well at AAA. And, you know, he'll be ready the next time the Cardinals call him and need him. I, I don't think this should be considered a, a major setback in any way. The Cardinals just need a different look right now. And, and uh, they want Jordan Walker to work on the things that they need him to work on, uh, both defensively and offensively, in less pressured environment in AAA. I do wonder about his position defensively. Where do you think he's most comfortable by design? You know, they have to move him to the outfield with Arenado at third base. He's a natural third baseman. But where do you think he's most comfortable in the outfield? Yeah, that's that's a good question, Dan. You know, it was kind of strange in that last year, uh, when they made the conversion to outfield of Jordan Walker during the season, he played mostly in left field Yeah, at double-A Springfield. He played a little bit in center. Uh, but, you know, let's face it, Jordan Walker at, at 6'6", 250 is not a center fielder. But, you know, and then this spring, all of a sudden, they made him a right fielder. And I didn't know if that was to get another look at Walker or whether it was a discussion with O'Neill and Newt Barr, who's better in left. I'm not really sure what was behind it, but I'd like to see Walker play a little more in left again, because to be honest with you, he looked better in left at double a than in right field in the majors. And again, different level of play, you know, all of that. But, you know, I think we saw Jordan Walker was, was awkward at times playing right field in the major leagues. We'll wrap it up with this. What's happening right now at the with Brian Walton and your staff. Well, we tend, we're, you know, in full into our minor league reports where uh, each of our reporters in the minor league cities provide in-depth reports on what's happening in uh, the various affiliates. Of course, we uh, document every transaction that occurs across the system in terms of the implications for the players and for the teams and for, and for the systems. So new content every day. And of course, each morning, there's a free recap of all the games across the system with box scores and all the details folks want to, to follow up on the Cardinals minor league system. Great stuff as always, Brian. You're always flexible with our schedules that are jumping all over the place, especially mine. So thank you very much, and we'll catch you up next week. You got it, Dan.